Welcome and thanks for listening to Four Things to Know, an open line podcast produced by the City of Auburn. Each week, we'll take a few minutes to walk you through events, street closures, and important dates you should know about as Auburn residents. Uh, So this is the public affairs team for the City of Auburn in Auburn, Alabama, coming back to you again with Four Things to Know. Uh, We took a break last week. We had absences, illnesses, general chaos, Uh, but we are back in the office um, and happy to be with you today. So we are going to start by going around the table once again, introducing ourselves, starting with David. I'm David Dorton. I'm Cynthia Willover-Bean. I'm Allison Blankenship. And I am Nick Bowman. So we're going to start out with a little traffic news. So we started this last year. We're bringing it back because apparently it went pretty well. But Sanford Avenue and Payne Street, that traffic signal is going to begin to, it's going to go into flash operation um, on June 7th, which is the day after recording this, Monday, June 6th. Um, the reasoning there is that we just got a little less traffic to deal with in that area in the summers. So why not try and... Um, ease that hard stop. Maybe we'll get some some smoother traffic patterns through there. Um, so again, that's the uh, traffic signal at the intersection of East Sanford Avenue and Payne Street. It will go into flash operation on Tuesday, June 7th, while Auburn City Schools are out of session. Uh, the signal will flash yellow on Sanford Avenue and then red on Payne Street. Traffic on Sanford Avenue will not have to stop, but traffic on Payne Street should, not, should stop before turning onto Sanford Avenue. Um, so we will, it'll go back into full operation before students return, get people back into the old traffic pattern. You would not believe how many people don't know the, they don't have to stop on yellow flashing. Yeah. So this is a chance to educate people. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. David, what you got? So a little bit different, um, take instead of a a press release or a current event, because I, this weekend I was, uh. I was at home, and my kitchen started flashing, or at least the lights did, and one of my fluorescent bulbs went out. I started flickering. I heard the noise. One of the fluorescent bulbs went out. So then is the question of what do I do with this fluorescent bulb that is now dead? And is your kitchen haunted? Uh, Well, (laughs) I guess if the bulb hadn't gone out. Um, So, and I've talked about this before, but it just reminded me, and, and... it's a resource that hopefully everyone's aware of. Uh, I didn't know what to do with the bulb, and so I went to our garbage and recycling page on the city website, which is uh, auburnalabama.org, and I believe it's garbage-and-recycling. Slash. Auburnalabama.org slash garbage-and-recycling. Um, we'll have a link in the show notes. Or just go to the menu, click Government, Organization, and Environmental Services, and you can get there. Um, So on that page, on the Garbage and Recycling page on the website, there's a tool where you can type in whatever you're trying to dispose of, and it tells you where, when, and how. So in this case, I wanted to dispose of fluorescent bulbs, and um, of course, they have, I guess it's a mercury problem, um, I guess mercury gas inside. Uh, so long story short, uh, they need, ideally they should be disposed of through household hazardous waste day, which we do twice a year. Um, but it just kind of having that situation where I needed to go to the website and look that up just made me want to, to bring that 
to everyone's attention again and just remind you that that resource is there to look up whatever you might need to dispose of and find out whether it goes in your can on the curb has household hazardous waste day uh, recycling center you know what's the best way to handle it yeah it's a very convenient resource and there's actually a game on there too if you want to quiz yourself and see how good your recycling and trash knowledge is <laughs> um and it's actually quite fun to play yes and it's fascinating to realize how much i don't know yeah. about what goes where yep. so. you can learn a lot <laughs> i'm always just impressed by what you can stick out on the curb and they'll pick mm-hmm. up yeah you know yeah I've never lived anywhere like here where you can just throw whatever you want, not whatever you want, but large volumes of material and appliances and all kinds of stuff out there, and they'll get it for you. We used to have white, what they called white goods tags that you had to come buy a tag to put out your refrigerator or your your washer dryer, and now they've they've done away with with those. Um, And then, of course, there's annual um, trash amnesty week slash month where you can put out bigger piles uh, than than otherwise might be the case. Yeah, our crews do a lot. They are like, they should wear capes. They're superheroes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So um, this week we are really proud to announce that a couple of our school research resource officers just won awards at the Alabama Association of School Resource Officers Conference that was just held this weekend. Um, our, all of our officers do an amazing job, but, um, these two officers are dedicated to our schools and we're honored for what they do to protect our school children. The first one of those was officer Justin Fant, and he received the above the call of duty award. And each year, um, the association gives this award to one school resource officer in Alabama who made a positive impact in their schools and community. And a little bit of what um, Officer or Sergeant Bud Neesmith, um, he's the one who nominated them. This is what he said about Officer Fant, that he's the first to arrive on his assigned school campus and works long into the night most days of the week. He always looks for opportunities to increase school safety and often uses his, his expertise in technology to help increase safety at our schools. He developed an ID card program to increase school campus safety and programmed all of the school resource officer entry key fobs. Um, so congratulations to Officer Fant. And then the second officer to win an award was Officer Laverius or L.B. Bryant, and he received the 2022 Valor Award. And each year this is given to one school resource officer who showed courage in the face of danger. And we, um, we've put out some stuff about this before, but Officer Bryant was recommended for the award for his heroic actions that he showed during an incident um, at nearby um, on Richland Road next to Richland Elementary School earlier this year. And that was whenever um, there was an altercation between two drivers and Officer Bryant quickly stepped in and was able to um, de-escalate the scene and make sure that everyone in the area was safe. It was during um, school drop-off hours. So there were a lot of people in the area and he took control and showed outstanding courage during that situation. So we're really proud of all of our officers and just wanted to give a shout out to these two for the awards that they won. Yeah, that's awesome. They do a great job. <laughs> um, I just wanted to talk briefly about um, a hiring fair that is happening on June 15th. So if anyone is looking for a job, um, there are 120, excuse me, 125 employment opportunities um, at this hiring fair that 
the city of Auburn is partnering with Briggs and Stratton to host. Um, it will be, there will be two setups. So on June 15, there's, you can come from 9 to 11 a.m. or you can come from 3 to 5 p.m. You can also apply online if you can't attend the fair physically. Um, and we'll have a link in the show notes to how you can do that. Um, but the employment opportunities are available in the areas of setup, technician, production, and quality and maintenance. So if any of that sounds good to you, um, be sure to check it out. There's a lot of good opportunities there. Um, and important to note where the fair is taking place. It's taking place at Briggs and Stratton um, at their plant at 150 Technology Parkway in Auburn. So check that out um, and see what opportunities are there. Sounds great. Uh, we were not with you last week, like we said at the beginning of the episode, so just going over some highlights from last week. We've got uh, the Town Creek Inclusive Playground open. That was yes. a big deal. I don't think anybody needs to be told that. It's been very popular mm-hmm. um, and much awaited. I think Allison's talked about it a little bit, but we've got coming up June 10th, Summer Night, Downtown Art Walk. Um, that event is going to be popular as always. What else we got? New parking spaces. 14 um, new spaces. Those are open on Gay Street in front of the Auburn Bank and new location. A, a new kiosk there with them. So they're public parking spaces. They're mm-hmm. not the bank's parking. They're in front of the bank, but they're public parking spaces as opposed to their deck, which they mm-hmm. which is available to the public, but it's private parking. And then our deck, which is public parking on Rice Street. Mm-hmm. A lot of parking downtown. Mm-hmm. So much. Yeah. Anybody got anything else? I don't think so. All that parking will be useful for summer night. Just summer night. Out there. Yep. So. Yep. Don't plenty. be afraid to come downtown. There will be plenty of places to park. That's an excellent point, Cynthia. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening this week. We will be back with you next week. Thanks for listening to Four Things to Know, an open line podcast produced by the City of Auburn. If you're looking for more news, events, and dates to know about coming up in Auburn, visit news.auburnalabama.org. You can also check out our show notes for the links and URLs discussed in this episode. 